1: Welcome to Social Selling Simplified. I'm your host, Ashley Shaw, and today we're going to get real real about imposter syndrome and how to actually beat imposter syndrome. So the first thing that we need to talk about here is what actually is imposter syndrome and how do you actually know if it is starting to manifest itself in your business? So I would describe imposter syndrome as something that makes you feel like you're not good enough where you're at right now. And it can take, I think, many forms. Sometimes I think it might manifest itself as jealousy when you see other people succeeding and there's sort of this fire in your belly about like, well, how are they successful? And I should be further along. Maybe it expresses itself as overwhelm where you're feeling again, like you should be farther along in your business. Why are things so complicated? Nothing's working. Or it might manifest itself as anger. There's like all the emotions I think sometimes that imposter syndrome can come up as. But usually I think it sort of puts a blockade in our ability to move forward in our business because we feel that the place that we're at right now, we're not good enough and we should be further ahead than where we're really at. And mindset is really the key to all of this. And I'll start by sharing a quick story with you guys about how my business now is so different than anything else I'd ever started in the past. Because truth be told, I started a lot of businesses. Like This wasn't my first kick at the can by any means. So if you're a coach that is feeling like, I'm not really sure if this is going to work and you are sort of searching for that sign that this business does have possibility, I should keep pouring my heart and soul into it, then this is a story that you might need to hear. So let's back up to one of the first businesses that Bill, my husband and I started. So we started selling scarf rings. This has got to be about close to 15 years ago, maybe 14 years ago. And Bill has always been super (laughs) nerded out in the internet world and loving all the things that online marketing and all the possibilities it could provide. And this is back in the time where, you know, we didn't have two dimes to rub together. You know, we were newly together and dating. But Bill was just always studying this stuff, always on the computer, which actually used to like make me a bit angry that he was always on the computer. But it was how we sort of got into all this. So back in that time, we were always looking for new and interesting ways to make money and dreaming of this freedom that may lie on the other side of this. And it always felt like a bit of a pipe dream. And maybe you could call that imposter syndrome, where you're doing all these daily activities to try to move this, I wouldn't even call it a business. It's sort of like this expensive hobby forward, but you're really struggling with like, is this ever even going to work? And so we had found this, I say we, really it was Bill. He had found this sort of interesting place in the market where he used to use this, like, I think it was called samurai something. And it was like this marketing tool that you could basically look at what was selling on eBay. And they called it like the golden circle. There were these products that there was low competition, but lots of people were buying them and you could easily like break into the market, whatever, you know, easily sort of means. So he found this and it was like, well, if we could just get these scarf rings, these buffalo horn scarf rings made, then maybe this is a good business opportunity. And so that's what we did. We sort of reverse engineered it a little bit where... We looked at what was working now in online marketing, and then we went and found somebody that could make these. And it worked. Like we were able to get these scarf rings made. This is in the time where Bill and I moved to Vietnam, and we were shipping tons of these out all the time. But the problem was, it always felt challenging for me. And I think imposter syndrome is something that definitely came up. And what it really was is that I was not a scarf wearer. So creating these videos on like how to wear a scarf, like I couldn't even pronounce half of the knots. Like it was just, I remember some of those videos I was making at that time. And I would just be in tears because it was just not my thing. And yet I wanted so bad for this online marketing thing to like work. And, you know, you heard these random bar and in-between stories of people that actually did it. And you were like, I don't know, is this really work for anyone? Like, is anyone really making money online? And I just remember the pain there. It was such a, an emotional Place because it was being in our relationship. It was just something we both really wanted to work. And we were both spending and investing so much time into it. And not that we didn't love it, but it's like, you hope that at some point there's the break even, and then you start making money at it. And so truth be told, this was something that went on for, you know, many years, like and a couple of different businesses in between bill had other products he had made and that one product was called like bubble bags and anyway it was it was always like what's selling and what can we make and it wasn't until about 4 years ago that all of this with the fitness leader institute came into my consciousness and so what i mean by that is i i had this dream And I remember waking up from that dream. I was in Victoria, BC at the time. I was working as the president of a fitness company. And I came into my consciousness that this is what I needed to do. I needed to start the Fitness Leader Institute. I needed to be training and developing people. I needed to be educating people. I needed to be working with people. And that was my calling. And that's what I needed to do. And never had I been so sure of something that I had no proof that it could work, that it would work. And that I should be investing every waking free moment into it. And yet I was so sure that it was my destiny and what I needed to do. And so it was like all of a sudden, in that moment, every ounce of imposter syndrome disappeared. And there was no question anymore. And I think that that is something that imp- imposter syndrome really leaves behind is this feeling of I have one foot in and I have one foot out. And my mind is not decided on if this is going to work or not. So you almost like work yourself in knots around do I do this? Do I not? Do I do this? Do I not? I sort of liken this to maybe our own story. Like I have a story like this where I used to look at working out and be like, am I going to work out today or am I not? And I would spend more time thinking about it than the actual time it would take just to do it. And as soon as I made the decision that, no, I'm just going to work out every day. I don't care if it's 15 minutes, like I'm just going to do something every day. It removes your mind having to make up this decision of I'm either in or I'm out. And that's, I think where the magic happens around imposter syndrome and being able to remove that. So going back to this story and having this dream, it was like, I just all of a sudden was all in and there was nothing that was going to stop me. And once my mind was made up that that's where I was going to go, man, did things really start to happen. I started to find a VA that I could work with that when I wasn't working at my regular job, she could get things moving along. She could work on graphics. Like I was teaching her all kinds of things at that point in time. And the business just started to move forward. It started to have some legs there and not that it was, you know, hugely profitable in the beginning. I remember in the beginning, I was doing one-on-one sessions with people. I was doing a lot of free ones. I was just trying to get my sea legs, you know, and start to understand where it was that I could really help people and how I could best serve them. Cause if there's something that I really wanted to help people with, you know, I was never comfortable asking for any sort of money or exchange without really knowing this is valuable to them. And this is really, really helpful. And in the beginning, I didn't know what that was. And so if you're a coach and that's a question for yourself, like, I don't really know how I really help people And my confidence is kind of stirred by that because if I'm not sure if I can help people, like I have trouble helping myself, let alone helping other people, that is going to shake your confidence up when it comes to feeling like an imposter and like you deserve the level of success you want to go after. Like it's all tied into that. So step one around beating imposter syndrome is to get very, very clear on your story, why you are doing what you're doing and how you can actually help people and really believing it, like having that deep, deep level of confidence that this is what you should be doing. And you know exactly how you can help people because your voice changes and your presence and how you show up changes when you know those things, and you don't have to think about it. The second thing is, you know, once you get that confidence and you really know who you are, you're showing up and you're seeing people start to really engage with you and want what you have, your business can really take off when that starts to happen. But what a lot of people don't talk about is what happens when you hit those bumps in the road because no matter where you are, there's this point that happens that you start to hit a bit of white water. And so I had a coach tell me about this, Rick Mulready. He mentioned this when you hit this white water and for him, he hit it in his business after he hit seven figures. And it was like this deep association that he had said he had had With feeling like seven figures was stressful because it was a stressful year of his life leading up to that. And so we can have these places and these markers that might be a goal that you had a long time ago. Like I remember when, you know, we set the first goal that we wanted to hit six figures. And then you sort of, once you hit those goals, whatever the goal is, you know, you sail past that and then imposter syndrome can still come up even after you hit that, like we hit it, I think for myself, even after we hit, you know, seven figures, it's this crazy flood that can just like all of a sudden rear its head. And you're like, I thought I was done with you. I already hit the goals. I said I was going to hit. How is this back? Like, how do I not have the confidence when I've overcome all these barriers that, you know, before these were all goals and we've just gotten through them. So that's the second thing to note here is that imposter syndrome isn't just something that I think people beat and it never comes back. You have to protect your mindset. Like you have to be really clear on the things you need to do to protect your mindset so that if it does come back, you have a way to fight it off and to challenge it. And I created a three-day mindset challenge. I'm going to put the link in the show notes for you guys. These were the three things that I think are so important to keep your mindset right and beat imposter syndrome. So in this challenge, I go through meditation. I go through a thought download And some of the books and different tools I've used to get my mind in the right place. One of my favorite books that really, really helped me change my mindset was called Dollars Flow to Me Easily. And this is really about the idea that if you think something's easy, it's easy. And if you think something's hard, it's hard. And it's such a simple concept. But I think when we get into these states of overwhelm and nothing's working and we really are searching for clarity on how to move through this and how to move out of it, that a book like that can really help you make that step and take you out of that dark place I also think the reason meditation is so impactful and so important is that if you can visualize where you want to go, if you can help yourself start to Feel those feelings of what it would really feel like if you were already living that reality. That is what makes you confident. That connects the confidence with where you need to go and how you're going to feel so that you're not in limbo of like, oh, like, am I going to get there? What's it going to feel like? It's like you make this connection with already being there. So you kind of skip all the BS in between of that same question of like, oh, should I work out every day or should I not? It's like that same thing. It's like you skip all that and you just get to it that like I'm there. This is what it feels like. So I think meditation is that tool that can help you skip ahead and get to that place of already feeling like you have everything that you want and that you really, truly dream of. And then when it comes to the thought download this is an interesting one. If you're like me, you've been in more therapy systems than you can count. I've always been a huge fan of therapy for many, many reasons to heal things of the past, but then to also understand how to open up the possibilities of the future. Because I know that my mind is the only thing that will stop me from getting to that next level. It's not resources, it's not skill set, it's not any of those things and i know that because i've seen how you can build a business we were able to 10x our business in 1 year and that wasn't because you know i got a bunch of different resources or i had i fell into some money and all of a sudden that happened it was a little bit of each of those like where i invested in myself i did some learning but the biggest dial that went up during that time frame was my mindset and what i thought i was capable of so i only truly believe that it is our mind that tells us what is possible and what is not and that's why I really feel like that connection to whether it's therapy, whether it's journaling, whatever it is for you that helps get your mindset moving in the right direction. I think it's such an important process in helping us be imposter syndrome. And I think where therapy is really interesting, some people have coaches for this. For me, it's just something I bring up with my therapist. But you know, when you get those moments that make you feel super uncomfortable and like your day just starts like spiral downwards, like you're like, I don't know what this is, but I'm not feeling like myself. When that happens, there is a sign there. There is a belief that you are upholding somewhere unconsciously in the back of your brain somewhere. And something has happened where there might be a twinge of challenge to it. So An example, I had one of these actually a couple months ago, this idea that I want to send my daughter to the school I went to growing up. And it's a private school. And the tuition, I couldn't even believe when I looked it up how much my parents were paying for us to go to this private school. There were four of us. Now the prices have increased since we went there. But still, I remember looking at that number and I think it was like, 30,000 a year now to go and just feeling defeated, like instant, like, oh man, like what do we need to do to get Coco to be able to have that opportunity if she wants it, if she wants to go. And I just remember, yeah, just feeling such defeat. And when I broke down that moment and thinking about this question, like what would I need to tell myself in order to instantly feel defeated? I would have had to tell myself that it wasn't possible that that amount of money couldn't be made and that we wouldn't have enough time to save. Like there were all these things I jumped from seeing the price to telling myself like 10 different stories about how it wasn't possible. So being able to reflect on that and take a step back is really the important point here. Because when you can do that, instead of just leaning into that feeling and allowing that to guide your decisions if you can step back and step out of it and observe yourself in that moment you can start to see like what would i need to believe in order for me to assume that that's true and then take action on that. When you back out of it and I could see myself making those assumptions and making those decisions like in my head without any data or relevance whatsoever, I was able to change that narrative and change that story so that it wasn't just something that I was like laying down to and just believing. So I think for me, that's why therapy has always been so transformative. It allows me that time and that space to verbally just let all of that stuff digest with somebody so I can think it out because I'm a verbal digester. I need to explain it to somebody in order for me to process it properly. So those are the three key tools. I think those are the real magic tools here in helping you to beat imposter syndrome and to really just put yourself one foot in front of the other, taking the right steps to move forward. So action items in terms of some of the things you can do. One, you can definitely get my three-day challenge on mindset. And I'll make sure to put that in the show notes here so you can go and check that out. And then you're gonna get three emails that are gonna help you break down the thought download, meditation, and the key resources, some of the books that I love around helping me with mindset. So make sure you do that. But the second thing I think you wanna do here is think about what does it look like when imposter syndrome is not present? Get that picture, like what's a 10 out of 10 that imposter syndrome is just not there anymore? Cause you need to know what it looks like in order to move yourself to that place. And by doing that, you're going to start to be able to recognize when some of those things are changing for you and when you're moving in the right direction. So, this is a really important episode. This is one that I've had a ton of beachbody coaches asking me about beating imposter syndrome. It's something that just definitely shows up for all of us, especially when you have big goals in your business. So it's really, really important that you get your hands wrapped around it. So good for you for taking the time to listen in today. And I would love for you to leave some comments about. What are the biggest takeaways you've had today? What are the best things that you've learned today? And if you love this episode, make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. We are always working with the feedback we receive from coaches on what we can do more of, how we can make the show better, and how we can make sure that we are serving you where you need us the most. So thank you so much for listening to Social Selling Simplified, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for taking the time to level up today. If you're ready to commit to personal and professional growth, move forward, make money and grow your health and fitness business, head to my free community on Facebook, Business Bootcamp for Fitness Coaches, so I can support you every step along the way. Thank you so much for tuning in today and we'll see you right back here next week on Social Selling Simplified.